0: is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Duders and dudettes. How's it hanging this morning? And it is morning. I'm actually doing what I should be doing and getting this thing out, up and running, um, at a decent at a decent hour so i can actually have time to upload um and you know not have it come out at freaking 9 p.m like my last one did i had multiple upload failures yesterday it was i don't know it was just another day in the life uh let's <clears throat> let's start it start it off with uh, vitals Yay for vitals. Uh, again, vitals are brought to you by bitinfocharts.com. Bitcoin is sitting at an average of 6,600. Uh, looks like the high is uh, spreads about 100. Uh, HitBTC's got it at 6,695. Uh, and it looks like the bottom of this is going to be the GDAX price of 6,431. Transactions in the last 24 hours about the same, Uh, about a quarter million. Average transactions per hour is uh, 11,000, well, 10,500. The cent, Bitcoin sent over the last 24 hours is uh, 871,000. The cent per hour is 36,317. the average transaction value is 3.43 BTC while the median transaction value again is 0.047, about $307. Uh, block, <clears throat> block time is over 10 minutes today, uh, 10 minutes and 17 seconds with 138 blocks mined in the last 24 hours. Average per hour is 6 blocks. The reward per block is 12, you know, 1250 coins, and it looks like they're, uh, each block is getting about 0.1294 uh, bitcoins in transaction fees. The reward, the last 24 hours, uh, ooh, that's really that's got that cannot be correct okay (laughs) the reward of the last oh yeah yeah it is correct uh the reward last 24 hours is uh 1725 plus 17.85 btc in fees hash rate has risen yesterday was at 50 exahashes today it is at 52.6 exahashes looking across the board ethereum is at 206 average Bcash is 450, Litecoin is 53.5, and Dogecoin is 0.0045. Uh, Dogecoin has 10,000 more transactions in the last 24 hours than Bcash. Uh, Litecoin has uh, eight, uh, looks like 13,000 more transactions than Bcash. Ethereum is holding strong at 584,000 transactions in the last 24 hours. <clears throat> um, and that's going to do it for vital statistics. All right, let's get into the morning roundup. Uh, this one was done. This tweet in my stack was by uh, Chris Johnson at Nappy Boy B Zero YY, and yesterday he says. PayPal is making me submit six months of bank statements and holding my funds. What kind of nosy shit is this? Fed's still lurking. Uh, This is not investment advice, people, but buy Bitcoin. Use Bitcoin. Receive Bitcoin. uh, And you don't have to worry about this PayPal bullshit. Um, You know, I know that's easier said than done. I I, I do. I, I realize that, but Stuff you know, stuff like this is going to cause people. <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm I'm glad that this is happening. I'm glad PayPal is pissing people off, because it makes the use case of something like Bitcoin uh, much more obvious. Because if I sent if for I don't know what uh, Mr. Johnson is selling, service or good, but if I was buying said service or good and I was paying him in Bitcoin, nobody would be able to take hold withhold or otherwise uh, impede uh, Mr. Johnson's ability to get uh, the, the Bitcoin that I sent him for whatever goods and services. So again, buy Bitcoin, not investment advice, people. Uh, Mike, Mike Cernovich, this is, going, this is going to touch back to that whole Facebook deal. Uh, and the more I read about that thing, the more of a clown show that thing is. Um, uh, Mike Cernovich, uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Cernovich. I spent over $100,000 on video for my Facebook page based on the false viewer numbers Facebook provided. This is civil fraud, and my lawsuit will be filed shortly. Again, this was last night. Um, I will also be filing a complaint with the FTC. As well you should, sir. As well you should. And I'm going to dump into this tweet. He's got one that that he connected right to it, um, right below. Mike Cernovich goes on. Say, a lot of people remember when I invested heavily in video on Facebook, all based on lies. There is nothing to play up. I have all of the receipts. There are no doubt many others who spent a lot of money due to Facebook's lies. This isn't going away. And He's got a screenshot from, uh, I'm assuming, his, his phone, instant messenger. Um, Somebody uh, writes him and says, holy moly on this Facebook scandal. I remember when you started to pivot toward their platform for the indisputable numbers. I bet a lot of your followers created accounts to follow your content and were then possibly exposed to the security breaches. I hope you step into those frauds hard in court. And Mike writes back, yep, it's real. I'm not playing this up. I literally had to take a major tax loss on this. It was fresh in my mind when the story hit, due to my filing, due to filing my taxes earlier last week. So, there you have it, from Mike Cernovich. And uh, again, all this stuff is in my is in my uh, uh, timeline. The uh, it's a cure. Uh, I use TweetDeck. Um, if you guys aren't using TweetDeck, it's it is definitely worth a try. I had to actually try it two or three times. To understand why the hell anybody thought it was useful, but once I started actually the third time I started playing around with it and really kind of dove in and read some things about what you could do, it is very much worth it. So when I say my timeline, I'm not talking about my main timeline. I'm talking about, um, is here it's actually called a collection in, um, in TweetDeck parlance, but that. Translates to a timeline in Twitter, and it is different than your running timeline. Like if I just go to Giacomo Zucco's you know, Twitter Twitter thing, all I really see is you know everything that he tweets and everything that he might retweet um, and that type of thing. This is different. I am able to take certain tweets and put them into a, another column, and so in so doing, sort of curate. Uh, the tweets that I want to talk about and so uh, it's even though it's called a timeline it is not my timeline it is my curated collection of tweets that I use to set up the morning roundup so uh, the um, um, the link to that is always in the show notes and um, I just needed to make a note I'm sorry guys I'm sorry um, I needed to remind myself to Uh, tell y'all something at the very end. Okay, all right. Um, So anyway, the Mike Cernovich tweet is going to be in there, and then right above that is going to be the Whale Panda tweet. (laughs) Uh, Whale Panda tweets out, Bitmain is suffering from the 27.6% U.S. tariffs on their Antminer S9, end quote. That must suck after building a five hundred million dollar facility in the United States, and the fact that you're already selling the miners at a loss. And he's got a it links uh, links to a, a news story. Let's see if it even comes up. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a story that goes goes on into it. This is written by uh, Chloe Jiang, and um, I'm not going to read it, uh, but it, you will be able to get to it. From my timeline, <clears throat> but the, the um, uh, headline is Bitmain is suffering from the 27.6% U.S. tariffs on their Antminer S9, and then, it, you know, it's not long at all. It's absolutely not long at all, but we're moving on to uh, Bloomberg Crypto's tweet. Exclusive Goldman Sachs and billionaire at Novogratz are investing in crypto custodian BitGo. Um, I got mixed feelings about this, um, but I'm just gonna go with the good part of my mixed feelings is the fact that, um, you know, custodial services, there's a lot of people, you know, the, all the early adopters into anything are people that want to tinker. They want to get their hands dirty. They want to learn stuff. and sadly, that is not the majority of the world's population, right? So the fact that we use, we know how to use Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and hardware wallets and seed phrases and recovery phrases and all these types of things, you know, it, 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 it's not, you know, it, even for a lot of us, it's still kind of taxing on the brain. Um, and the user experience just, it's not there yet, but that's okay. I mean, it's the, the space is only 10 years old. I mean could you imagine using the internet after it was only 10 years old? I mean the amount of crap that you, the amount of crap that you have to do in the early early internet, you know, when it was like DARPA, you know, DARPANET and all that kind of thing. Um or you know, ARPANET uh, is what it was actually called and that was back in the day when there was just a couple of 100 computers connected together and it was mainly used by researchers. Uh, the amount of crap that you had to do to transfer a file from one computer to another was quite a bit it was it was the user experience sucked but they didn't care they knew how to do it it was a protocol that they used all the time and it wasn't until you know we got browsers and AOL and all that kind of stuff that the internet actually took off but by then it was already 40 years old I do not see that timeline happening for this space I think it's going to be very much compressed but custodial services as much as the old schoolers are you know would never trust their bitcoin or cryptocurrencies like with another with a custodial service like an exchange or coinbase or or a, a hedge fund which isn't here yet but it, it it's coming uh, we wouldn't do it but, you know, we're, we're the exception, not, not the rule. And the rule is people don't want to, they don't want to spend their time learning about this. They want exposure to it and that's all they want. And, you know, more power to them. If they want to trust somebody like, you know, if they want to trust Novogratz and, uh, big go and all that kind of stuff, you know, more power to them, you know, it's their choice. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I mean all I can do is make recommendations where it's like keep your own private keys because if it's not your keys it's not your bitcoin. Moving on to Jameson Lops tweet, if you're not following Jameson, I don't know I, I don't know what to tell you. You should be it's at @LOPP and he says on December 17th, 2017, the BTC market cap peaked at 332 billion with a blockchain size of 147 gigabytes. A value density of 2.25 billion dollars per gigabyte. In terms of the UTXO set, 3.15 gigabyte serialized, it reached a value density of 105 billion per gigabyte. Um, and what uh, what he's kind of suggesting here is the amount of um, the velocity is that that's my take on what this actually means is that if you're just tracking if if you just tracking, in, um, you know, the, the market cap and to the size of the blockchain, it gives it gives this this one number, which is, yeah, you know, relatively small, but makes sense. But if you dive deeper and you start looking at, at the UTXO set and where these things are going and they're just fly, you know, they're flying all around and that every time a transaction is done, you know, and included in, in and then gets included into a block, you can look at that as velocity of money. And at a hundred and five billion dollars per gigabyte, that means there's a shit ton of velocity of Bitcoin flying around the net. So that in my opinion, that's really good news. Um Moving on, moving on. Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has partnered with COIL, a startup founded by Ripple's former CTO to provide payment services for the unbanked. Um, I'm not even going to read It's a CoinDesk article. I'm not even going to read it. I'm not a fan of Bill Gates. Um, and it's not tinfoil hat conspiracy theory shit either. It's, you know, he's he's a scummy guy. He destroyed Netscape with a team of lawyers and Netscape wasn't able to survive, not because they were wrong, but because they couldn't pay to be right. And when we're talking about scumbags like Bill Gates, who basically just threw money at his lawyer team and set his dogs on Netscape, he was able to capture the market. I would be very, very wary of this gentleman having anything at all, to do with providing services for the unbanked, we already have a system in place to do that. It is called Bitcoin. Um, last thing up is uh, Giacomo Zucco. Um, I'm not going to read uh, read any of it. I, I'm going to see if I can get his permission to read it tomorrow because it's hilarious. But he wrote he wrote this thing on Medium.com and his tweet and is included in his tweet where he says, "I started writing a tweet storm while at at the airport." But it was very long, so I turned it into a post. And it's hilarious. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious. I'm going to write him today um, and see if he'll let me have permission to read it on the on the pod for tomorrow. Uh, but uh, that is the morning roundup. Let's get into Marty's Bent. Uh... Thursday, October 18th, 2018, issue number 342, BitMEX drops a Bitcoin client, and I spoke about this yesterday, um, so he, uh, he's got a highlight, highlighted, uh, screen, uh, uh screenshot from the, um, uh, thing that they released yesterday that I talked about. Uh, Therefore, in theory, Bitcoin never needs to suffer from the apparent problems of who controls a particular software repository in GitHub or arguments over who has commit access to the repository. That's the end of the highlight, but the screenshot goes on. In our view, many of these apparent problems are based on a misunderstanding by people who appreciate some of the risks of competing software projects, but fail to distinguish appropriately between the different types of competition. Therefore, many seem to overestimate the power of Bitcoin Core Software of the Bitcoin Core Software Repository, thinking that any competition is risky and somehow unacceptable. So Marty Sartz is bent. Yesterday morning the legends at BitMix Research dropped a blog post in which they broke down the dynamics of Bitcoin of the Bitcoin Core Software Project and how others have and can compete against the repository, explaining the difference between competing consensus rules and competing implementations. On top of doing a great job of breaking down the dynamics and nuance that goes into competing with the Bitcoin Core project in different facets, the BitMEX research team announced that they are launching a competing client to complement the Core repository and provide a failsafe for the project in case the repository gets compromised in any way. As always, go read the post because the team at BitMEX does an incredible job of breaking down pretty complex topics in very digestible ways. My take is the same take as yesterday. And I think, uh, you know, it sounds to me like Marty's agreeing. This is good news. This is not bad news. It's good to have a backup of the, of the repository. And it's, it's, you know, unless they heart, you know, it's a soft fork. So it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, it's, and it's just a repository and they're just going to have a client. Nobody's getting airdropped, you know, anything on them. It's not going to be a competing coin. It's a competing client. And we're not even sure if it's going to be a competing client. You know, at this point, all it really does look like is that they're just, uh, they're making a backup of the repository. So next up in the bit, you really can't make it up. A tweet from at Club. Uh, Dansk Bank nailed for $243 billion in money laundering after telling clients to avoid Bitcoin because they stand against money laundering. Now Nordia, which banned all 31,000 employees from buying Bitcoin this year, is getting nailed for money laundering. You can't make this up. Oh, my God. That's that's hilarious. So Marty's bent. Uh, That's a lot of money laundering from the traditional banking system. You know someone is a normie when they rely on the money laundering and drug dealers crutch to argue against Bitcoin. Throw this stat at your boy, Chris, who's an experienced associate at PwC, the next time he throws this weak tripe your way. Uh, No kidding, man. No kidding. Um, Next up is That's a Lot of Gold Uh, tweet from Ed VanderWalt. Hungry Central Bank increased its gold holdings. Tenfold and uh, links to a Bloomberg News article: the bent, the pace of gold buying by governments in attempts to work around the petrodollar is increasingly steady. Yeah, yeah, you never know. I mean, it's been said that the only real competition for something like Bitcoin is a gold-backed currency. Um, it may be a race. You never know. And even it, but you know, e- even if, even if. It, com- it comes to pass that uh, 179 countries go back to gold pegged, uh, gold peg currencies. It may even then it may still be too late because even even if the inflation rate is stabilized, it does not solve the problems of custodial and uh, trusted third parties. And like we saw earlier um, in that uh, uh, tweet from uh, Mr. Johnson, that he all his funds are being held by PayPal. I mean. Even if PayPal is using a dollar as its major currency, which it is, and that dollar becomes pegged to gold and, and completely squashes all, you know, um, squashes all possibility of inflation, it, it, you're still having to trust somebody to actually give you your money because unless you hold your keys, it's not your money, right? So final thought, kings of Leon would love to see them live. Are they still together? I don't know who that is, so I don't know. But that is Marty's Bend. Moving on. Okay, I'm going to try reading um, a newsletter out of Whale Reports. I've asked them for permission. Um, Nobody's gotten back to me yet. But I figure, you know... um, I'd just go ahead and give it a shot, and if I get just yelled at, I will beg for forgiveness from the good people at Whale Reports, but um, I think it's it's important to get these newsletters in an audio format so that people who don't have time to sit down and read these things could at least listen to them in the car. So the title today from Whale Reports is Unbanked, Developers Have More Power in Crypto Than You Think. Posted by Blockchain Brew, October 18th, 2018. Uh, Today's news is brought to you by Unbanked. Okay, research. Developers have more power in crypto than you think. Developers discretion. In the crypto ecosystem, there are certain players that wield power. Whale-sized investors, miners, influencers, and developers. Now, a new report from Crypto Compare revealed that developers may hold a lot more power than we think. After reviewing hundreds of crypto and blockchain projects, CryptoCompare found that 85% of cryptocurrencies on the market can be altered by development teams. Well, yeah, duh. This means that instead of running on a decentralized network, the cryptocurrencies can be controlled at the development team's discretion. Uh, The state of decentralization. While CryptoCompare's report revealed the power developers have in the ecosystem it also broke down the market by decentralization in general currently within the ecosystem 55 percent of projects are centralized 30 percent of projects are semi-decentralized 16 percent of projects are decentralized note crypto compares numbers add up to 101 percent which may indicate a reporting error probably more likely a typo Taking a look look at different uh, categories of projects, CryptoCompare found that utility tokens tend to drift towards centralization over payment tokens. This is most likely because a handful of utility tokens were created to access a platform. Security Scares Naturally, since CryptoCompare found that over half of projects are centralized, over half of projects should actually be defined as securities in the eyes of the Swiss Financial Market Supervisory Authority, FINMA. And FINMA is progressive as far as crypto-related regulations go when compared to other regulators. It will be interesting to see how financial regulators around the world begin to unwind the cryptocurrency landscape to determine to determine fair regulations. Okay, next section is tech. Monero to implement bulletproofs, what it means, an intro to the king of privacy. Monero is most well known for being a best-in-class privacy-focused cryptocurrency. It was launched in 2014 with three main values to be the most secure, private, and decentralized cryptocurrency. According to to its website, Monero uses ring signatures, ring confidential transactions, and stealth addresses to obfuscate the origins, amounts, and destinations of all transactions. Monero provides all the benefits of a decentralized cryptocurrency without any of the typical privacy concessions. At the time of this writing, Monero ranks as the 10th largest cryptocurrency by market cap with a total value of $1.75 billion, new tech coming to Monero. Today a new technology will be testing on Monero. This technology is known as Bulletproofs. The purpose of these of this implementation is to make the blockchain more scalable and reduce bloat on the blockchain. In order to be so private, Monero needs to store additional data on the blockchain in comparison to traditional blockchains. The additional data comes with consequences related to an inability to scale transactions, require high fees, and it can be expensive to run a node due to the need for more storage. Bulletproofs will replace Monero's current confidential proof technology known as As zero-knowledge range proofs, the new technology should be able to trim the size of confidential transactions by as much as 80%. Next section, exchange. Chain analysis partners with Binance to cut down on crime. I, I covered this yesterday. Cracking down on crime. Cryptocurrency laundering has been a major concern of the technology since Bitcoin was first created. Despite having a transparent ledger that tracks every transaction, Bitcoin specifically has had to buck critics' claims again and again to prove that it isn't a great money laundering tool. However, there are some sneaky ways money launderers can successfully clean dirty money, and one of the main routes is through exchanges. Chainalysis to the rescue! Announced yesterday, Binance, the world's largest crypto exchange by volume, will partner with Chainalysis, a blockchain analysis software firm, to cut down on money laundering and other illicit activity. To do so, Chainalysis will provide Binance with its Know Your Transaction oh God, software to monitor on-exchange transactions in real time, hoping to facilitate a safe environment. Binance CFO, told told Coindesk, criminals are always looking to... <coughs> excuse me. Criminals are always looking to loopholes in the system. So we are continuously on the lookout for new technologies and methods to combat money laundering and malicious actors. Binance's move to cut down on criminal activity follows closely after Shapeshift was accused of having over $9 million laundered through its platform by a um, uh, Wall Street Journal investigation. Uh, Next up is analysis. Bitcoin futures volume continues upward trend. Futures volume gaining momentum. The Chicago Mercantile Exchange is reporting that Bitcoin futures trading volumes is on the rise. According to a tweet from the exchange, the average daily trading volume of Bitcoin futures has increased 41%. God, from Q1 or Q2 to Q3. Also, the number of open contracts increased by 19%. Good lord, <clears throat> where is this volume coming from? Bitcoin ha- <clears throat> Bitcoin has remained far below its all-time high and relatively not volatile for quite some time this leads you to wonder what is the cause for the increase in trading volumes it may be institutions entering or becoming more involved in the market many institutions can't buy physical bitcoin so they look to futures to get exposure to crypto it could be a result of change of sentiment Numerous analysts have called bottom and set lofty price targets. This could be investors getting ready for the next wave. And that ends well reports. And I hope they don't put me on a cross and crucify me for doing that without their direct express written or, or verbal uh, permission. Um, I am uh, uh, going to try to get, and if I do not get permission, I won't I won't read another one. But well reports is really good. Um, you can go over on Twitter and find whale reports at whale reports. And so that's going to do it for that. Okay. So it's terrible joke corner time. And this one comes from worst jokes And, uh, this is a little morbid. It's a bad joke, but it's 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 a little morbid. So hold on. They laughed at my crayon drawing. I laughed at their chalk outline. Oh. <laughs> Good one. Nice. Okay, guys, uh, before I wrap this up, I do have a bit of news. Uh, I finally was able to get Bitcoin and uh, listed on iTunes. Uh, so the podcast is actually now a real podcast insofar that you can go to iTunes and you can subscribe. And I, I hope you do, because I hope I'm, I'm I'm doing something that's, that's of uh, value to the community right now by uh, bringing to you newsletters, uh, the morning roundup, vital statistics, basically seeing, you you know, wrap your head around the, uh, wrap your head around the space for the day, as it were. Um, in either event, this is going to do it for me. Uh, it's been your host, David Bennett. I enjoyed being there with you today or being here with you today. Um, every time I do one of these, it, it, uh, actually puts me in a better mood than I started out in. So, uh, uh, I, I hope, uh, uh, I hope you listen, go to iTunes, subscribe, share the thing. You can find me over at, tw- uh, uh, on Twitter at B E N N D seven, seven. And from there on, you can find all the rest of my miscreant deeds. And, um, I will have a link to all the, well, the links to all the stuff that I read today, except terrible joke will be, um, in my, uh, twitter collection that you can find in the uh uh, uh, the link will be in the show notes so go out be excellent to each other uh be careful on crypto twitter don't fall for fud and we'll see you tomorrow this has been bitcoin and and i'm your host david bennett i hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon have a great day